0: Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. We are powered by the Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. This podcast is our eddy in the rushing waters of local journalism. We are glad that you're taking some of your time to listen to us chat with the people who shape our local community.
1: Thank you to our presenting sponsor, REMAX Key Properties, a family-owned, full-service real estate brokerage specializing in residential, luxury, commercial, new construction, and ranch and land properties. Their new state-of-the-art facility at 42 Greenwood Avenue is a modern, collaborative space and the new home of the Ben Don't Break podcast recording studio.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Aaron Schweitzer, publisher of The Source, and glad you're joining us today. We have Shannon Kelly. Shannon is a writer, producer, and entertainer, as well as the creator, producer, and host of The Nightlight Show with Shannon Kelly a Magnificent guest, a live variety-style community comedy show which has been running in Bend for a decade. She's also the producer and headliner of the She Stands Up, an all-women stand-up comedy and music show, benefiting several nonprofit organizations. She's an in-demand MC, auctioneer, and moderator, as well as a keynote speaker. She's also a certified yoga teacher and is currently at work
1: on her first book. Of course, there's
0: more than that, but that's the start. That's how we'll jump into it. Thanks for
1: being here. Thanks for having me. This is really, really fun. Well, when your, your press
0: release came out, that the Nightlight Show, or did I get that right? Your yeah, the li- Nightlight yeah, Show, yeah. Was um, 10 years old. I was yeah. like, that is incredible. Incredible. And I reached out to Donna and was like, we've got to get her on the show and uh, chat I, with her at this moment in time.
1: I was so happy to to get your email because um, I'm in shock that it's been 10 years. <laughs> you know, it really was like one of those things where I'm like, oh well, let's do this. Yeah. You know, and we did it one time and it was like very successful. Although I will say we were doing it at Tin Pan Theater. And so, you know, it's like 33 seats, some standing room, So not too hard to make something successful in a space (laughs) that small, but, but it is like something special right away. So, you know, we're like, well, we'll do it again. And then, you know, you just keep doing it and it's changed so much. And then it's also like stayed very much the same in many ways. And then 10 years happened. So, I know. I, I mean, you tell me how that.
0: I, You know, I had that experience when the paper turned, you know, paper, are, the sources had their anniversaries, 10, 15. Yeah. But when we, when we turned to uh, 25, it was like, it's I had huge. that moment with like, how did we get here? I still yeah. think of myself as being kind of like 25 myself. Yeah. So how, yeah. you know, how well, well, I mean, could I it possibly happen? I back
1: on those like early days <clears throat> when we were working the show, those first like two years, it was just, like fast yeah. and furious. And I'm like, we were such babies. Yeah. And we didn't feel that at the time. But I look back and I'm like, we were babies. Yeah, right. So that's yeah, right, how right. it happens. We started this, we were babies. and Now we're well, teenagers. You, be, you become
0: kind <laughs> of, a, um, I mean, you're so ingrained in enter- Bend Entertainment, Bend Local Entertainment. I mean, this is the thing you're, you've done 10 years, you know, but you've done so much and you've been such a part of. Creating culture here, so yeah, thank you. Thanks I'm for being that. here.
1: Yeah, it's so
0: looking back at the show. Do you have? um, I mean, when you first started out, what it, what was it that motivated you to be like? You know, I really want to get in there. I really want to get on a couch. I want to talk to these people and do crazy stuff. Like,
1: you know, that's such a great question. I um, I have theater background and a comedy background, and was doing a lot of stand up and sketch, or I should say, more sketch comedy and improv than some stand up in Seattle prior to moving to Bend. And I came here as a business person. I was reopening a business that had closed and did that for a couple of years and theater took a backseat. And so that was during the recession years. I came here in 2009 and I left that business um, in like 2011, no, 2012. And so in 2013 after having experienced trying to save a business during the recession, I was like, well, shoot, it doesn't really matter what I do. Let's start a variety show. And then after the fact, many of my friends were like, Oh, you've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. So I think for me, it's a really easy way to kind of blend all the things that come naturally to me, which is, uh, using comedy in a way that is, um, responsible and fun. And like, uh, invites a lot of different types of people to be a part of it and then wanting to really highlight all of the cool things that I saw going on in my community and support the different business owners that I saw doing neat things and that was really like a huge motivator and then what's funny is there were all these other things that happened that I didn't necessarily plan on. Like right away, I was like, I got to get Chelsea see. Like I've got to convince this person to do this show. <laughs> right. And I was like a huge fan of I hers. I miss her a lot. I know, me too. Yeah. I was like writing, her. she yeah. laughed and she's like, you literally stalked me. She was like in Europe or something. And I was like emailing every email address I could find for her. Right. I emailed her family members. I emailed her boss. I was like, can yeah. you get me in touch with this person? And, um, <laughs> and so she did say yes. And that was yeah. amazing. And then, uh, one day, oh, I, we, I walked into Tin Pan to talk with Michael, Avoy about you know, we had picked a date. So what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I want you to meet this guy, Jesse. And yeah. I was like, okay, He's like, he's a filmmaker. You can't, you know, he approached me. He wants to do fun stuff. And I had never really had the vision of the film Mm -hmm. aspect. And the Jesse and I met and like right away, we like made the same joke twice. (laughs) And we were like, I know you. Right. So then we started making films. And that I think was the thing. And it always has been the thing that it adds such a special element to the show that is unexpected and is like truly silly. And it, you know, like I at the last show that we had in September, I showed a film that we made we must have made that i got to go back and look for sure but we must have made it in like 2014 yeah i think around there somewhere yeah. and um and it was still so funny like chelsea's so <laughs> brilliant in it we right. did this its whole like farm to pharmaceuticals yeah. silly thing where it was like <laughs> we go to a farm and we're like growing these pills and blah 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 yeah, i mean right. it, you kind of got to watch it right but um <laughs> but we showed it and i was like oh it's like still stands yeah you know
0: well we were i remember working with both of them Uh, And I think it even launched from your show on when we did the king and queen of Winterfest and they did all these hilarious because at the time we were like, we should have mascots or some kind of theme for it. And I had no vision for what that was going to look like. and, And they came in and did all these character sketches for the kings and and came up with these everything it was so hilarious i just came across those clips the other day oh my god i would die to s- see them the same thing they still stand it's they're so still funny so funny bernie inferno and <laughs> it was
1: it was just great i mean they're both such um incredible incredible creators and so funny and so like they're gonna give their all you know so yeah. if you and they did this for me and this is something I'll, I could never properly even express my gratitude in this lifetime for, but like they, they really, if you give them a platform, if you give them the ability to just be themselves and be fully creative, yeah. like stand back because yeah. there's something's going to catch on fire. You know, someone's <laughs> going to laugh themselves <laughs> right. sick. Like, right. you know, it's yeah. going to be just a little bit of everything, but yeah, those first couple years when we were all working on the show together, I mean, again, like you have an idea. You're like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to like have this experience. And then there's all the stuff that you couldn't plan for right. that just happens along the way. Yeah. And for them to nurture me for all those years creatively and as a comedian, as a performer, like I just, what a miracle. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's fair to say, you know, in looking back and I mean, it's 10 years now and there's, mm-hmm. is during that time in Ben's history, I mean, it was, it's hard to find creatives then. I mean, that was kind of a cool part about as the town's pretty small. And when you found them, you just latched onto them and, mm-hmm. and, and you were free to do. I mean, you knew you weren't going anywhere else. You weren't shopping mm-hmm. different comedians in town. Like, oh, well, you know, Chelsea's great, but maybe I could go get X, Y, or Z. No, it was... You know, mm-hmm. you you knew who the truly creative people were. And so everybody was all in. It was like, oh, yes. well, and if, if she's got the variety show and I'm a comedian, we're working together. And, yes. and you know, it's um, it was a, kind of a special time. I
1: Really, I couldn't agree with you more. And I reflect on this a lot because I think and, and I and I include like all of the artists and all the musicians, because you think like Carrie Brown at the workhouse and you mm-hmm. think like all the things that were happening at that time, everything that was happening in Tin Pan Alley. Tin Pan Theater showing all their independent films. Yeah. There's like so much, you know, the ca- cafe scene is like just really starting to thrive. And I think to myself, like me and my friends did this really wonderful thing Well, we were truly just surviving, like yeah. we lived in a town that had absolutely nothing going on for a right. period of time. Right. So we did what we did best. <laughs> we just like gave ourselves full license to be creative. And that is why this town feels so good now. Yeah. Like, and, I, and maybe you don't know that cause maybe you weren't here for that part, but like that is what is underneath yeah. all of this, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, you can see how it's emerging now is like, yeah, there's so much culture and, and more power to it. You Absolutely. know I mean? There's, you, you've got a lot more options now and, and, uh, there are more than one key comedian and I, I'm not yes. saying during that time, there was only one, there were more well, great people, sure. but you know, the, the sense is, is that, you know, people are going to be able to pick and choose now as the town grows and, But it's good to look back and think, no, we were gutting it it out with like just a few (laughs) Well, yeah, it was like the the reason
1: it went so well is like there was nothing else to do. I mean, we were there was nothing else happening like that at the time. And I have always known that what was really special about a variety show is that, you know, one of our key demographics is like parents, for example. So they get one night out a month, maybe. And now they don't have to just pick comedy right. or just pick music or just pick a community event. They can come to this yeah. event and get it all. And it's a really safe gamble with that one precious night out, yeah. you know. And now you have endless amounts, of you know, there's three, four, five comedy shows, good quality right. comedy shows happening every single weekend. Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. that was special. How <laughs> do you, uh,
0: I mean, you're <clears throat> from reading your bio, you mean you've got so many different things going on and how do you pick and choose and prioritize and keep comedy in there along with all the other stuff you got going on? I love that question.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's probably been a bit of trial and error because when you work for yourself, as you know, it's not easy. So there are very distinct positives about working for yourself and you have to make all of those, you have to make the most of all of those. So I think along the way I have really learned so much about when I'm working so hard, what it feels like when something is a yes. And when it feels like something is a grind and I just cannot do a grind anymore. (laughs) Not when there's this much going on. I just can't give you the best of myself when I'm doing that. So I've really learned to try every single time to make any project I'm taking on, like as close to a perfect fit as possible. And I will say like my commitment to that has resulted in this like amazing work life that I have. Yeah. I'm never bored. I work with amazing groups of people. I like learn so much all the time. I'm super engaged. I'm like working on my skill sets all the time. It's it's funny to watch myself manage all these different projects mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. You know, I'm like how am I doing this? And also <laughs> I just I do it the way that it makes sense for me as a creative mm-hmm. person and like any other person who would like have any sort of knowledge of project management would be like horrified <laughs> it's a lot of like yeah. post-it notes and yeah <laughs> long lists and <laughs> well know.
0: anytime you're going to have continuity you've got to have found what works for shannon yeah you know and like yeah and i know if people got in and looked at the aaron switzer methodology they would hey. immediately stop yeah. no funding, one would ask, Yeah, plugs, yeah. You know, no like, one would
1: ask me to like set up a course <laughs> right to teach other people right. to do it this way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, What do you when you think
0: back? What What do you think put you on the path to? I mean, comedy is one of those things that, <clears throat> you know, your brother and sisters don't have it. You got it. it. It's kind of a gene, but usually it comes from somewhere else. Like, what where, What do you good point question. to? It's
1: so interesting you say that because yeah. I just last night was talking with my friends. Who's on a speed? She's an incredible comedian mm-hmm. and a and she teaches comedy. She teaches stand up, and she teaches to kids in underserved communities and she teaches to old people in um, nursing homes. And she, she's just had an incredible career and she's yeah. an amazing mentor and friend to me. And she was actually saying, Shannon, you have the genetics of comedy. <laughs> you know, like, anybody can like learn this as a skill set and they can like, do the yeah. thing and like set up the, da-da-da. she's like, but this is actually like who you are. And, I, and my experience has been, I actually do have a very fa- funny family. Um, we had pretty stressful family life growing up. And yeah. I know that that's not uncommon. And so the way we got through that is that we laughed a lot and, my dad's hysterical. My, my grandpa, my dad's, his is like an absolute jokester. And so, I mean, I've been watching every comedian that you've ever known, anything funny, like three stooges friggin' yeah. you know, we, my dad had a lamp that was, um, oh gosh, my brain's not going to work for me right now, but it's just like the first comedian that ever lived, you yeah. know, like the first <laughs> guy that was doing comedy. And so, um, so it was very much like a survival skill yeah. and then like through the years I stuck with it and now it has become my most marketable skill to offer in my career. So I think it's a, like a best case scenario yeah. type of situation. I will say my younger sister who is not actively performing right now is, is she's the funniest one out of all of us. Yeah. And I hope that she listens to this podcast and gets her butt <laughs> on a stage because she's so talented and she's like an yeah. incredible musician, but she is so funny and I love to tell people like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, have this gift of comedy, but like my sister's really funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like to get, I like to talk to people who come from those kind of um, environments because my, my house was very similar. Like, you know, I've got a very funny sister and uh, it's one liners and zingers. She's not, you know, the pl- platform performer, but in my house, constant, you had to have the comeback zinger cause they were going to hit constant. you on something oh, yeah. and it, it was going to go down if you didn't take it up. So, oh, yeah. you know, you're always kind of on, you gotta be ready. Oh yeah. My sister you know? and I
1: were laughing. We're talking on the phone the other day and she said, you know, uh, Ryan, her husband, they had watched, uh, the movie three amigos, you yeah. know, which I mean, mm-hmm. what? And so anyway, she's like, I- "We watched it and this is his first time watching it. And he said, gosh, Chris, I never knew this all these years we've been together, but like most of your material came from this movie. And we <laughs> laughed so hard because I'm like, Oh, come on. You got, <laughs> you might need to reevaluate that. And we just thought that was so funny. Yeah.
0: The three amigos. The three amigos. I mean, I would love to uncover something (laughs) and find out that my sister was like secretly
1: like piping from some bad
0: comedy in the eighties. You, yeah, man,
1: right? There's a lot of bad comedy from the eighties. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Shannon, what um, what are you currently working
1: on? What oh my gosh, so much. Well, I'm actually wrapping up fall event season, so when people are like, what's your day job? I'm like, well, you know, this is my day job. I'm, I work a lot as an MC and an auctioneer. And so my day job happens sometimes during the day and sometimes at night uh, and I am a writer, so I have lots of writing projects that I'm working on. Um, right now I'm actually working on something so exciting. Visit Med, visit bend asked me to write the forward for ineffable volume five. This is like beautiful photography book that they oh, put okay. out every year. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been asked to write a forward and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, this is so cool. And then I'm like, Oh my God, now I have to actually write it <laughs> right? and it has to be so good. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of that. I've got a first draft down. Um, I've had, many conferences this year. So I just wrapped up the working together conference, which is all of Oregon state workforce partnership. So anybody who has any sort of say or investment in developing the workforce in the state of Oregon comes to this conference. It's amazing. I learned so much. And you're putting that. And I I wasn't putting it together. I'm the MC. So I get to come in and just like help the audience get through all the content. You know, it's really wonderful. It's like, it's so funny to, to have Found this really unique way of using my skills. In fact, actually I was thinking about this the other day. I remember I think it was the third show we ever did. It was in March. And our guests were Erica Riley of Spork and many other amazing projects. And then Tana Fensky, who worked for Visibin mm-hmm. for many years, yeah. accomplished writer. She's right. published like 15 novels or something. Romance novels. Yeah, good yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Erica Riley was like, you know, Shannon, I think you could really like make, MC. you could like be an MC that could like be your gig. And I was like, oh, wild. You know, we were like on a walk and yeah. that was like her big idea. And then like, here we are. And I'm like, oh, that did happen. <laughs> and it's awesome.
0: MC, MC can fork two ways. It totally. can go up to like where, where you're kind of going or it can go down where totally. you're MCing like 12 people totally. in a bar and like, oh, here's my gosh. our guest
1: tonight. Just Speak like, to yeah, please <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm really lucky. I have, I work a lot with Edco, so okay, I do great. many of their big events. Yeah. I do pub talk, which is, uh-huh. I believe we do like nine or 10 a year. And then I do Ben venture conference for them, which is one of my favorite events. Wow. It's like so mentally and physically yeah. demanding. And I love it so much yeah. because I know a little about a lot, Aaron. So yeah. it's the, the subject matter. is really like, it could not, it's a smorgasbord. It could be like just any number of random things. And it's very, very quick. And I love that one. And then I also do the luncheon for them. Um, I did the central or visit central Oregon tourism summit this year. That was so fun. Like tourism people are amazing and they get Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. They get such a bad rap, but like they're amazing people and it intersects sustainability and um, climate change. And like the, the, the people that work in this industry are incredible. And as you know, this saved us, yeah. it saved us. Oh, and yeah. so that, that was a really, They I did a good a job of that
0: this year. Cause you, a lot of times, you know, well you've emceed it, it's a numbers thing. Right. And you're, and you're sitting there like, and the numbers are hitting you. And I can only take that for so long, well, but totally. this was different. Yeah. yeah. Well like Zeke Coleman, right.
1: Yep. That was the tourism mm-hmm. economist who spoke and he yeah. used humor yep. so successfully. I was, I was LOLing. Yep. I was LOLing during <laughs> that. And, and I'm like, I'm not, uh, an economist I'm not a a numbers person but he gave us all this high level information and then gave us humor which allowed us to like take it in and yeah I thought they did a great job so I'm
0: curious about the other part where of your job description where you said auctioneer oh yeah so I mean I mean you're not talking that fast now but you you, but I can but you can
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's one of those things where like I look back when I'm younger and I think I never would have been like I want to be an auctioneer right but at the same time, I can talk really fast. I'm kind of smart. I'm smart enough. You know, I yeah. I love to work a room. I have some really yeah. big ideas about how that should be managed. I know how to make energy move, you know. And um and I will tell you, like auctioneering is my sudoku. It is <laughs> so, it's so hard. Yeah. And it's oh, so good thing. for the brain. It's, such a it's special so hard.
0: Skill. And if you get the wrong auctioneer, you're you're. You are sunk. Yeah, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I mean, if someone stands up there and flops it, yeah, the painful. It's painful, and the money's not coming in. And you (laughs) see the ones who are good, and they're they're sought out, and they're, it's fast. They they got the eye contact. They get everybody.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that because that's how I got into it. I was. You know, I'd been asked to emcee many different fundraisers and it was yeah. like the same auctioneer or type of auctioneer. But it was kind of the same old, like slightly misogynistic right. jokes and just like blah blah, 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 blah. And I was bear, like, yeah, you know? I'm like, I yeah. think I can do that, you know. <laughs> so then we did. And with the first time we did actually T-Fly, another amazing artist uh, that we're lucky to have in this community, we were working on, so we started doing these like spirituality themed versions of the nightlight show. I think we started doing that in 2017. And so T fly was going to be a part of this like earth day theme show we were doing. And she's like, okay, we're going to give these three artists a bag of recycled and garbage at the beginning of the show and they'll go in the back and they'll make art out of it. And then at the end, they'll bring (laughs) the the art up and you'll auction it off. And I was like, totally great idea. (laughs) And I remember driving to that show, like I probably should have prepared more for this. I have no (laughs) idea what's going to happen, but I started doing it and I my two friends in the back. It was Ames from Sony Yoga kitchen and my brother, my friend Heather Tenbrook. their jaws dropped. They were like, what is happening? <laughs> and then my friend said to me, I just, I kept raising my hand to bid because I didn't want you to stop. And I was like, that's it. Right. That's what an auctioneer yeah, does. Right. This, I think this is a thing for me. And yeah. it's super fun. How many times have you done it? Gosh, I don't know. Cause when did I, well, so 2017. So right after that, I got my first auctioneer gig, like yeah. a legitimate auction. And the goal was <clears throat> $17,000 and we did 35. And I That's was what like, I'm "Talking about, uh uh-huh. You are good at it. And it I was like, "Oh my difference. god!" And also, I will tell you, I'll be very honest. Like the first, I start, the first bid comes in, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm not that I'm in trouble, but like I might be in trouble. <laughs> this is so intense. It's so fast, right? and so gosh, how many have I done? no maybe 20 30 yeah, i had a that's... big one in the bay area this past spring really? and i'm telling you it was so wild there was like 350 people there i sold Beyonce tickets for $10,000 i sold a diamond ring for $10,000 sold three trips at cabo for $11,000 i mean it yeah. was wild and that's yeah. so fun and actually at uh, that one because my strategy so there's a lot of strategy that goes into fundraising as you can imagine and most of that happens well, I can't, before like i can't
0: imagine cuz that when i see that action yeah. map up there it's it, beyond my ability to i'm yeah. like that person's Talking a mile a minute, they're locking into everybody. Yeah. They're pulling Yeah, a lot money of it of doesn't make air. sense. Like, yeah. yeah, it's wild yeah.
1: that. Um, so a lot of the strategy happens ahead of time, and um, like you should <laughs> yeah. plan. You must. You must. <laughs> right. I think people think it's really like this magic miracle thing that happens, no. and yeah. if it's entertaining, it sure does. But sure. like the, most of that has happened long yeah. before. But uh, the the thing about fundraising and especially an auction, a live auction, is that the number of people in your audience that actually participate is very small very small number Mm -hmm. of people. So you've you've had 300 people, maybe 10 people are going to participate. That's not great strategy for a successful event in terms of people being together and having a unique experience. So my strategy is to make it very much like a comedy show, because if people are all laughing and having a good time, they're very engaged. So they might not be raising their paddles, but they're involved and they're having this like really fun, special time. And I found that in that auction when it was so big and we were selling so many things and it was so fast and it was just like, it was, Every, I was praying so much before that auction and it was all happening. And I'm like, this is so wild. But, um, it, you know, I really had to work to get my comp, like my content out yeah. because it w- things were flying at me so fast. I'm like, how am I going to get. My jokes and but I then, got jokes here. Yeah, I got jokes. I got you guys stuff need to, to, to stop, guys to, stop yeah. buying so I can get to the, <laughs> Slow down, the it, I'm really your here. wallets down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it but then yeah. I think, too, like when something that magical is happening, yeah. I mean, wild content came through me that, you know, <laughs> that I had no idea. My one of the right. organizers, was like, where did that well, you come from? I you did. All, there, all so my angels were in the down. room. Yeah. Right. My the, she was like, where did you come up with that? I was like, heaven above. I, you know, right. And then I, and that's like, so when I always think about living here in central Oregon, I'm not an extreme sports person. And if, certainly when I first moved here, I was like, how am I going to fit in? I'm not flying down mountains <laughs> or, sh- right. you know, riding a bike 70 miles a day. Like I don't, you know, is this, is this a place for me? And, um, and actually this is my extreme sport because yeah. at any time <laughs> comedy, white, white it could take a hard left. So oh. I'm always like, I want to push it just to the, and not, you know, I want to all the, all the upset. extreme
0: sports I've ever participated in are, are, are never as much of an adrenaline rust as when you step out from that curtain and walk <laughs> towards that podium. No there doubt. Is way more adrenaline going through you as you're like, good evening. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, 350 eyes. And you come have up to get to like, know.
1: Hey, sell me something. Totally. You have to you get know, to know those people yeah. very quickly because right. you need to know, like, how do I relate to these people? How do I push it just the right amount? Yeah. How do I. <clears throat> You know, and it, stick it, your jokes in. Well, totally. And even <laughs> if I'm not nervous, like my body still, you know, I'm still, like the, oh, the sweat yeah. is happening. Right. You know, mm. it's, it's your body goes through this whole thing. So that's an interesting part of yeah, what I the do. The only too. reason
0: you're saying you're not nervous is because you've just learned to recharacterize it when you get up there. Like <laughs> everybody's nervous. It's <laughs> just know. that you know what's going It's coming. a different, it's t- different yeah, yeah. I just you know, know, like, yeah. you've got to deal with this. Right. You've got to face yeah. it. Yeah. You got to talk fast. So I'm glad <sighs> I asked you about auctioneering. Oh, me too. Yeah. So then, and there's also yoga and then so flip yeah. side, like, and in, in not just doing it, but in, but teaching yeah, it. Yeah, teaching
1: and, it. And yeah. I've got, let's see, I am, I started at Mandala and then quickly started teaching at Groove Yoga, uh, which is, I think one of our, you know, one of our oldest, longest standing yoga studios in, in town and. I've been there since 2011, so I've got 12 years in, and that's really something special.
0: That's longer than, the, than your nightmare yeah, show. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: It is. It's like, it's the foundation. It's like the place that, yeah, those, Groove Yoga has my back for sure, yeah. and I'm so grateful. And what I will also say, and this might surprise you, I don't know, Donna, you might not be surprised by this, but it's all the same skill set, just in a different context, because I'm I'm moving energy in a room, you know, I'm guiding, I'm shaping. It's like, it's all the same. It's, these are the same skills. I just offer them in different rooms. It's just way in slow motion. (laughs) Totally.
0: It better be, or like people are going to be in trouble. There isn't a place in your future for auctioneer yoga. I mean, let's hope so. Let's go. (laughs) Let's move. And let's raise a bunch of money for somebody special. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I will tell you, I have been wanting for a really long time. And I've been talking about, it. and when I'm talking about something, it's going to happen eventually. It's just like, when am I going to actually do it? But I want to write a yoga comedy show. That's kind of like a hybrid yoga practice and entertainment, yeah. because I will say this, like teaching a skillful, safe yoga class is a very, big skill. That's a hard thing yeah. to do. And if oh, people yeah. tell you it's easy, they're not doing it right. You know. So when you, yeah. when I'm teaching, a go even 12 years in, I'm like, and I've been practicing a long time. I'm like, I am every single time in it fully committed to give you a safe yoga practice and, and give you something really special. And I have found it very challenging to really successfully work humor into that. I have friends who are good at it, and I've seen it, and I think I've done a little bit here and there. But I'm like, I want to really explore what that looks like. Because so I think that would be fun for people who are into that. It's kind of like a church comedy hybrid, one hundred percent. Now you get you get me. I was
0: wondering how spiritual your yoga. You um, get me.
1: Instructionals
0: are like, do you? I mean, yoga can go either way. Oh yeah, more yoga can go a number athletic, of ways. More towards the spiritual. you It sounds like you're going to take it more towards a comedic hybrid in
1: there. Well, I mean, comedy is like the most noble of professions. Yes.
0: I certainly think yeah. so. I mean,
1: that's where I spend my evenings, just watching yeah. at the, the Church of
0: Netflix comedy. Yeah, you know? same. So. Okay, I want to ask right. you more about that. But um, yeah,
1: same. And then to me, being on Earth is all about having a body. That's like the way you get to Earth. So that's a really important <laughs> part of your experience here. And so... To me, that's the really, right now, certainly that's like the really interesting part of the spiritual practice. And like, you know, like when my teacher, Rolf Gates, he's like, you know, if you're working on the thing on the outside, it's going to shift on the inside and vice versa. So that is what I'm doing, but, but, you know, in a weekly class, so the class is one hour, like how much can I really give you? Yeah. You know, so I have to make that yoga practice very consistent, very safe, very supportive. And I want my people who show up to that class to feel successful. I want them to get stress relief. I want them to learn something. I want them to have something they can take with them, like a a little, literal physical, something to relieve stress in their body that they can do at home afterwards. You know, I want to, I want to offer a space that is appropriate for many different um, physical bodies, you know, yeah. as, as much yeah. as I can. And, um, so I'm doing all of those things. And I, and I will also say like 12 years in watching a room full of people move through yoga practice, like it gets better and better. It's the huh. most amazing thing. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: Well, you haven't seen me in one. Well, it's not incredible. It's it, very it curious, very terrible, very curious. It's, 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 it's <laughs> lots to explore there. Like a stick that you're kind of <laughs> just bouncing on the ground. Hey, you, know? you know what? It's, one it's, of it's those. all good. I, that's what I hear. It's all that's good. <laughs>
1: It's Shannon, we're
0: at the end of our time. I uh, could do this for yeah, hours. Yeah, me too. But, this is great. Uh, you know, anything that uh, listeners should know before we part? Like
1: what, uh, any they, fantastic
0: they, website I can send you Yeah, to yeah, projects? yeah,
1: yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, So the <clears> best way to keep up with us, of course, is our newsletter. That's been going for about 10 years yeah. now. So um, you, can, you can message me. You can email me directly. You can hit us up on social media to get on the newsletter. Otherwise, we're quite active uh, typically on Instagram. And I do try to put updates on Facebook and the web page is actually going through a little bit of a makeover. So that's the nightlightshow.com, mm-hmm. but that'll be back up probably soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. But yeah, nightlightshow on Instagram and the Nightlight Show on Facebook. And then you can email me at the nightlightshow at gmail.com. You can email me at shannonkelly at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on my website, which is just shannonkelly.com. So yeah, we um, have a, a celebration show that will be coming up soon. I had a date, and then it, the venue had to push back, so I'll have an update for that soon, yeah, but okay. we'll post that. On yeah. your website.
0: Yeah. All right, or in
1: the source. Yeah, or so in the so source, so yeah. We'll we always get on the yeah, calendar yeah. at the source. That's like, that is honestly one of the most effective, you know, yeah. all of the crazy ways that we have of, you know, getting the word out. It's like email list and getting on the calendar at the source. Like, yeah. those are your two. So for anyone out there trying to have events, like, just be consistent with Thank that. Thank Really, Yeah.
0: Well, this, is, this has been our first interview in the REMAX studios here, and uh, I hope the sound quality is good. I can only hear us talking, but uh, it sure has been fun. Yeah. It feels bad. Be- the vibe is good in here. Don't the vibe is great. I'm, no, this I'm, is I'm lovely. It. Yeah, it's yeah. just the right
1: amount of space. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like we're like a uh, hold up in some kind of like weird little, you know, it's lighting bright. is good. Lighting is yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody yeah. looks attractive in here at yeah. like the gear looks the high hotel. tech I like, feel yeah. like the gear is fancy well yeah. our board has
0: all these funny this is something to pay attention to in the future our board has all these funny colored lights that no one will let us touch but we're going to start pushing <laughs> them in the future yeah I mean
1: you can get some crazy sound Singers, effects yes, robot yes, sounds, yes, like clown that, giggles that yeah, 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 yeah um, thank you for your wonderful questions oh, I really appreciate hey, thank it yeah, you this for has joining been great us today. my pleasure Yeah,
0: this has been the Ben Dope Break Podcast thanks for listening You've been listening to the Ben Don't Break podcast powered by The Source Weekly. To read, hear, and see more of what we do, go to bensource.com.